0: Welcome to Giving Youth a Voice podcast, where we share information to youth by youth. Stick around to see what information the youth in our community choose to share this month.
1: Welcome back, everyone. I am Brianna Sparrow,
0: And I'm Patrick McCullough.
1: This is Giving Youth a Voice.
0: We have a very special guest for this month's episode. Alyssa Bainbridge, Miss Pennsylvania 2022, is here with us today.
1: A native of Leesport, Pennsylvania, Alyssa Bainbridge is a journalist, nonprofit CEO, mental health advocate, and Miss Pennsylvania 2022. Alyssa graduated with a Bachelor's of Arts in Communication Studies from St. Joseph's University in 2021. She's currently working to earn her Master's of Science in Leadership from Cabrini University on a full tuition scholarship, thanks to her participation in the Miss America organization. In her eight years of competing in the scholarship organization, she has been awarded over $30,000 in scholarships. After dedicating nearly a decade of her life working toward it, Alyssa's childhood dream of serving as Miss Pennsylvania came true in June 2022. As Miss Pennsylvania 2022, Alyssa travels the Commonwealth as a state representative for the Miss America organization, sharing her social impact initiative and supporting a variety of community events and organizations throughout her years of service. It is Alyssa's mission to educate all ages about the importance of early mental health intervention and create stigma-free spaces for those struggling to live in. Alyssa also has experience as a television news reporter and on-camera host. So, what inspired you to become interested in the Miss America competition?
2: Yes, yeah, so I always say I was kind of born into pageantry. So my mom ran a pageant. Since before I was born and the whole time growing up, I was just surrounded by these women who were in pageants. And a lot of the ones who won the program my mom ran went on to be Miss Pennsylvania. And so I saw them doing that, and they were just my role models. I was mesmerized by them, and I wanted to be just like them. And I met Miss Pennsylvania specifically when I was nine years old at a parade. And I tell everyone I decided that day that I was going to be Miss Pennsylvania, and I said it every day since and worked hard toward it and it was a journey. But now here I am living out that dream of going to Miss America. I still can't believe that it's real. I went to Miss America every year with my family. We went to the Show Us Your Shoes Parade in Atlantic City. So it's crazy that I'm now one of the people going to compete.
1: What is involved in being Miss Pennsylvania? Well, it is very, very
2: busy and it's very much a full-time job. But of course, not a typical nine to five that you would think of, you know, I'm doing something different every day, whether it's, you know, being on a podcast or meeting with legislators or talking to kindergartners about kindness or being in a high school doing a mental health program, it could really be anything and it looks different every day. But the biggest part of it is being that advocate and pushing forward my social impact initiative and getting my message out there in as many places across the state as I can.
1: Could you tell us about your platform and why you chose it? Absolutely. So my social impact initiative is called
2: Tyler's Triumph, the More Than Project, and it kind of has two parts to it. Um, The More Than Project part of it was kind of the first development of my social impact. I've been an advocate since I was 15. That's when I first created this campaign, and it's just grown since then. But it really started because uh, my older brother, Tyler, was struggling with uh, bipolar disorder as well as addiction. And my little sister also was struggling with bipolar disorder and some other mental illnesses. And I saw how stigma specifically affected their self-esteem and how they saw themselves and the way that people talked to them. And my brother said to me once that he felt he was no more than an addict and that he wasn't worthy of recovery. And that really stuck with me and kind of became the focal point and driving point of my social impact initiative. Um, I've since lost my brother to an overdose, uh, to addiction. And so, you know, that that thing that he said to me that day has really become my drive to make sure other people like him know that there's so much more than a mental illness or a substance use disorder and that they are worthy of recovery and that they are loved and that they do matter. I wish I would have said that more to my brother when he was living and I learned from that and I say it to my sister all the time. I've been saying it since she was five and her outcome was completely different, I feel, because of that and because she got the mental health intervention that she needed. So now I go all around the state and i do this, this more than project. We now have a, the more than stigma pledge that I take to schools in my school program. And I have kids pledge to be more than stigma and to treat uh, peers who might be struggling with a mental health diagnosis with compassion.
1: That's amazing. And that's a really great way to use your platform. Thank you. What are some of the signs and symptoms of mental health concerns to look for? Yeah.
2: Speaking from you know a sibling perspective, having had family members and seeing kind of their journeys. Um, my bro- The signs in my brother and in my sister were very different. With my sister, it, it was really obvious that she was struggling with something. It was as early as kindergarten and she was having these just violent outbursts that were not typical, just toddler temper tantrum. She was running out of school. She would not go to kindergarten. It was evident that Something was going on and she needed help. And she was really young. With my brother, it wasn't as obvious though. You know, he had night terrors when he was in fifth grade. And I would say that was probably the first sign in him. Uh, But still, you know, we didn't really know. He suffered mostly in silence, but. Looking back on it now, of course, and knowing what we now, we do see that there were signs there. You know, he went from being someone who was the life of the party, always wanted to be, you know, hanging out, having fun to kind of staying in his room and not wanting to get out of bed most days. And he was becoming more depressed and his straight A's that he had in school soon turned to F's and he wasn't taking as much interest in the things he used to be passionate about, like baseball. Um, So it was definitely things like that. If you notice a change in behavior, And for my brother, it was drastic because he was this kid who was good at everything, who was really passionate about things and then just suddenly seemed to not care about those things and his personality seemed to shift. So especially when we're talking about adolescence, that's a big telltale sign.
1: Yeah. What advice can you give listeners about how to be supportive to a friend or family member who is struggling with mental health issues like anxiety or depression?
2: Just bear with them. Because it will be hard to stick by them, especially when a substance use disorder is involved in controlling their brain. There there were times my brother had stolen from me and he had really hurt me and hurt us as a family. And it was really hard to keep supporting him through that. But just understand that... This is a disease, you know, addiction certainly, but really any mental illness is a disease just like any other that they don't have control over. So just trying to understand that and like I said earlier, making sure they know that they are loved and they are worthy even in those hard moments, even when they are hurting you, making sure that they still know that you love them and you support them can make a world of difference.
1: Absolutely. On the topic of mental health, what is something you wish more people understood about it? I'm happy to see... You know, I've been an advocate
2: for almost a decade now, and I think the conversation about mental health has shifted a lot, and it's a generational thing. Our generation is more open to talk about mental health and saying that mental health is important and we need to take care of it, um, and these general conversations around mental health, which I love to see, but I think there's still such a stigma when you bring up words like addiction or like bipolar disorder, and I noticed that because those illnesses are part of my story, and the room still does get a little bit quiet um, when you talk talk about those things because people just don't know how to talk about them. And so that's why I do what I do as Miss Pennsylvania to, you know, open up that conversation and say, these are just normal things to talk about, just like any physical disease that we talk about. So let's talk about it and let's make sure we're talking about it with compassion. Mm -hmm.
0: Do you think there is any risk of using alcohol or marijuana as a teen? Why or why not?
2: Absolutely. I do. You know, that's where it started for my brother, and especially if you have those pre-existing mental health struggles, like my brother did, you know he was undiagnosed bipolar his whole life until he went to rehab for the first time, and it was because he had started experimenting with marijuana, with alcohol when he was in high school, and he realized, you know, the way that that made him feel, and that it made him feel better, and he started self-medicating. So I, I think it's a danger for anybody because you never know what that first drink or that first drug is going to do to your brain because once once you do it, it could completely hijack your brain. That's what happened to my brother and that's why it's really important to understand that there is risk with just experimenting one time with drugs or alcohol.
0: How did you deal with peer pressure when you were in school?
2: I, to be quite honest, I – was never really put in a lot of situations when I was in school that I was peer pressured. And I think that was because I was just so busy all the time pouring myself into my passions and the things that I loved, like dancing and competing in Miss America and mental health advocacy, that I just wasn't putting myself in those positions because I never wanted to risk my goals or my dreams or those things that I was working toward. And I was very lucky to have surrounded myself from a young age with people who didn't peer pressure me and who had similar interests as me and who just built me up. But, you know, if I were in situations, were peer pressured, what I would do is I would explain to people, you know, my values and and why it was so important to me that I said no in that moment and why I did not experiment with drugs or alcohol. And I would tell them the story of my brother and how I saw the journey that my brother went through and the struggle that my brother went through because of one decision. And I would just explain my values and why it's so important. And I know that that can be hard, but I do encourage anyone who is facing peer pressure, you know, as a way to prevent it, you know, do what I did and pour yourself into your passions. Find those things that just set your soul on fire and find those people who just build you up and want you to be the best version of you. But if you do find yourself in that situation, just stand firm in your beliefs and your values and never be afraid to explain to people why that is your value. And usually they, they will be understanding. And even if they're not, then, you know, those aren't the people that you need to surround yourself with anyway.
0: Could you tell us more about the nonprofit organization you are developing?
2: Gladly. So the name of my nonprofit is Tyler's Triumph. And we chose that because I share this story of my brother all the time. And it's a very tragic story. But still the reason that I do what I do and the reason I share Tyler's story is to bring people hope. And I hope that they can take a message of hope for it. And so I say that I hope Tyler's Triumph can be every single person who is able to reach that point of full-term recovery that my brother wasn't able to. And if by sharing his story and being an advocate for others because of what happened to him is someone else's triumph, then I think Tyler is triumphing as well. And so what we do specifically is a lot of education. So um, my school program, The More Than Tour and The More Than Stigma Pledge is part of our education efforts with Tyler's Triumph to go into schools and teach kids about mental health and how to get the mental health help that they need so that they don't end up in a situation like Tyler's to begin with. And then we also um, are working on raising money to give scholarships to people who are in recovery so that they can, you know, go to rehab, live in a recovery house, go back to school, Uh, whatever it is for them. We want to be able to give them the assistance that they need wherever they are on their journey to recovery.
0: Yeah. And I think the organization you're developing is doing something good. Is there anything that may have changed your brother's path?
2: Absolutely. Early mental health intervention and that is the big the big main idea of my social impact initiative if i had to sum it up i share these contrasting stories of my siblings you know my sister having the success that she had she's been in treatment since she was 5 years old she's now in college working to be a counselor and help other people and she is just thriving um and then my brother's story of course ended the way that his did because he didn't get that mental health help that he desperately needed because we didn't know that he needed it and so If he would have had that early intervention, if we would have known the signs and known that he was struggling in silence and gotten him the help he needed before it was too late and before he started self-medicating, I think it would have made all the difference. And that's truly why I do what I do.
1: It definitely can be hard sometimes to spot signs in mental health. And being able to spot those signs early on is really important because getting the right help can play an effect on having a changed attitude and changed mindset. Absolutely.
0: What advice would you give to listeners to prevent people in their lives from following a similar path?
1: I would say,
2: you know, kind of like I said earlier and how I did it was pour yourself into your passions. When I go to schools and we talk about substance abuse, I – talk a lot about pouring yourself into your passions, finding those things that kind of give you a natural high, as cheesy as it might sound. But for me, that was dancing and that was competing in the Miss America organization and being an advocate for mental health. And truly those things fulfilled me. And in the moments when I'm struggling with my mental health, because we all do, that's the reality. Pouring myself into those things and into the support system that I've been able to build for myself is what keeps me grounded and what helps me through those times and of course I would tell people to don't be afraid to get help when you need it we all struggle with our mental health some of us struggle every single day with a mental health diagnosis but there's absolutely nothing to be ashamed of if you do and I encourage you to get the help that you need as early as possible and to never be ashamed of it and honestly to share that you're getting that help with other people because every single person that is vulnerable about that and that does the steps and takes the steps they need to to get help is just bringing us closer to ending the stigma.
0: Yeah. And I think that's really good to like help like a lot of people, especially with those who think they're alone, but like in reality is they're not. And once they realize that it like, becomes like infinite better in something.
1: Exactly. Like Patrick said, I definitely agree. Getting help is extremely important and being able to share your story and sharing with other people what you're going through. Some people can relate and feel a lot less alone in what they're going through. So your story and many others can make a huge impact on other people. What is something you would tell someone who is worried about their own mental health or drug or alcohol use? That they're not alone
2: and that they matter and that recovery is possible and that they're worthy of recovery and that they are so much more than their mental health struggle or their mental health diagnosis. And that is exactly my message and so much of the reason why I wanted to be in this position as Miss Pennsylvania and what I hope to do as Miss America is be that person for people that they might need to look them in their eye and tell them that and mean that because I've seen the world of difference that that can make. And so I hope if you're that person listening that needs to hear that that you take that away today and you know if you know someone who might be struggling that you go and you be the person for them to look them in the eye and tell them that.
1: I absolutely agree. I know sometimes people who struggle may feel like they're not worthy of recovering or being in a better position, but they are. Everyone's human and everyone goes through different things, but that doesn't make them any less worthy of being able to getting the help they need.
0: I agree with what Bree said. And like I said before, stuff this can really just in general help people, what you said before, like suffering in silence. And I feel like it just can gen- in general really help them and something like that. What are you most looking forward to doing after the Miss America competition is over?
2: Well, hopefully being Miss America. <laughs> I hope to leave Miss America as Miss America and have an even bigger platform to advocate for this. And truly, I say all the time, the reason that I want to be Miss America and I'm just grounded more in this purpose the more I meet people as Miss Pennsylvania and the more I, I advocate. I want to be that voice for people and I want to put a spotlight on the mental health community because they don't really have one on a national level and I recognize that they really need it. And To me, Miss America is truly a platform for those people to share their stories and to make sure that you know, we're creating a nation that knows how to treat those people with compassion. But even if I'm not Miss America and I get to come home and do that as Miss Pennsylvania for six more months, then that is such a blessing. And I can't wait to just do everything in my power to continue reaching as many schools and as many people throughout our state that I can with this message.
0: Yeah, I think it's really good of what you're doing. Mm
1: -hmm. You absolutely deserve to be Miss America, and using your platform to spread awareness to these things is really important, especially to the people who get to watch and get to listen, getting to hear this. It can make a huge impact on somebody's life.
2: Absolutely. Well, thank you.
1: Absolutely. Staying true to yourself and what you believe in is so important, and some people may be more supportive of it, some people may not. Everybody has their own values. If people if there are people who don't support it and are still trying to go against your values, then that is definitely not the people you would want to be around. Exactly.
0: They're doing you a favor. And those, like to be honest, I'm gonna be honest, those are probably like the closest friends that the people that actually like support you. And that I mean, <laughs> and, like the people that like support you. And, like, based on, like, the person you are, are, like, the closest, probably going to give, be the closest friends that you're going to, like, keep around for, like, a very long time. Mm-hmm.
2: And they would never put you in that position in the first place. So find those people.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> you want to be able to find those close friends that you can have who you know will never judge you no matter what you go through, what you believe in, will just want to be there for you and be your friend. As somebody who personally struggles every day with anxiety and depression, and it can be hard it, it can definitely be a hard topic to talk about and know where to go, who to go to. But knowing that there's so many people out there who want to help, who struggle it with themselves is so amazing because you have this huge community and so many people want to help each other because everybody, like so many people are going through it and most people know how it feels or no, everybody knows how it feels and Nobody wants to feel alone. And the fact that you're using your platform to do that is incredible because not many people do it. So using your voice and your platform to express those ideas truly is amazing. We would like to thank Alyssa Bainbridge for joining us today and having the courage to talk about such an important topic with us. We wish you a lot of luck and success in the Miss America competition. We will be rooting for you. I am Brianna Aspero.
0: And I'm Patrick McCullough. This is Giving Youth a Voice. That's it for this month's episode of Giving Youth a Voice. Any questions for this podcast can be emailed to podcast at nc4youth.org. Make sure to follow us on your favorite podcasting app and be sure to sign up to our email list on nc4youth.org so you don't miss out on our next episode. This project is made possible by funding through Bucks County Drug and Alcohol Commission Incorporated. I'm Grayson, wishing you a happy and healthy month. See you next episode.